Genesis chapter 1. No. Oh, you turned it down. I can't even hear it. You probably have this on the volume thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. Genesis chapter 1. All right. Go ahead and put that in there. Yeah. Hey, Linda tried calling you, but it went to your voicemail. What? Yeah, so hold on. All right, Genesis chapter 1. And I don't really have a title of this. I just... This came to me the other day. I threw it out on Facebook. And it, you know, as Torah believers, as Hebraic minded people, we go back to the beginning. And that's what the book of Genesis means. And we begin to examine things in our life, whether it lines up with the beginning. And this is how we discovered that his name was changed and removed from Scripture. And so once we saw that, we began to renew our minds to what the Scripture says about his name. And so we're going to just follow that same pattern of thinking and just go over some things concerning the food we eat and just to see to it that it's biblical or not or if we need to adjust something or if we need to change something. I just... These things created, these scriptures created some thoughts which created me to pray, which created me to examine some things. So, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, it says, And Elohim said, Let the earth sprout tender sprouts, the herb seeding seed, the fruit tree producing fruit according to its kind, whichever seed is in it on the earth, and it was so. You know, one of the questions or thoughts that came to my mind is, you know, we can eat something and be full, but has it brought nourishment to our bodies the way Yah created or the way Yah called food to bring nourishment to our bodies. And we know certain foods, according to Leviticus 11, were not designed to bring nourishment to your body even though they can fill you up. 
you know, potato chips and Coke, candy bars, uh, snacks, all that can fill you up, but it doesn't bring the nutritional value that it needs to bring to our bodies. And because of that, you know, our bodies break down, our bodies um, may not be able to tolerate certain things. But the first step is to see what the Torah says concerning the food we are eating. And then it's up to you and it's up to me to either adjust our thinking, and that's what we had to do when we learned about the Sabbath, when we learned about His name, when we learned about His feast days, we began to see things that we were taught were not accurate and were not biblical, and then we began to renew our minds, and we are continually renewing our minds to what the Scripture says, and the same is true concerning the food and the drink that we are partaking of in our bodies. So the first thing it said is that Elohim said, let the earth bring forth sprouts um, or other versions might say herb yielding seed. And then it says the trees producing fruit according to its own kind. So apple trees producing apples, orange trees producing oranges, banana trees producing bananas. We found out today that cashews are produced from a tree. That it grows a fruit that looks like a bell pepper and at the bottom of that bell pepper or bell pepper looking thing is a big cashew and that there are um, manufacturing plants that open up that fruit and take the cashew out so on and so forth so look in verse 12 it says and the earth bore tender sprouts the herb seeding seed according to its kind and the fruit tree producing fruit according to its kind whichever seed is in it and Elohim saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning day three so we see first of all that the day starts in the evening that and then it ends in the morning. But notice it says here that in, in the beginning, Yah created the earth to produce food. Or he created a garden. Look in verse 29. And it says, And Elohim said, Behold, I have given you every plant seeding seed which is on the face of all the earth and every tree in which 
is the fruit of a tree seeding seed and then it says it shall be food for you other versions say it shall be meat for you so here Elohim is saying that every plant you know and that's why our parents emphasize eat your veggies eat your veggies eat your veggies eat your veggies and all I wanted to do was eat meat and potatoes and what's for dessert but it, it shows here it reveals here that in the beginning Yah created basically vegetables nuts fruit to be meat for you or to be the food and everything that they ate in the beginning came out of the garden did not come from fish did not come um, from meat it also reveals and I had to you know give Yah time to minister to me and experience that you can get just as much protein from vegetables and beans and nuts as you can from meat or from fish and the way our world is today with all the mercury that's in our waters and with all the contamination you know in the ground um, the the meat that is grown that and it's grown to produce fast you know how much how healthy is it for our bodies and we may need to reconsider just how accurate a plant-based diet is and again I'm not saying that it's the only way to eat because we know that Yahshua ate fish we know they ate lamb much of the um, food that the disciples and Torah observant people back in the day ate were vegetables were nuts were fruit but we also know that they ate manna they ate grains they ate other things but uh, those things are not the same as the grains of today the bread of today there is a whole lot of difference so we may need to re-examine our thinking and to allow the scriptures to begin to transform our thinking um, just like when we found out that shellfish and and crab and shrimp and catfish I never liked catfish but catfish uh, pork even though it filled you up and even though many of us were raised that it was good food once we saw it in the scripture and and once Yah revealed it to us in the way that we got it like for me 
I was on the pig farm and I saw pigs eating potty, eating feces, and Yah said, when you eat bacon, that's what you're eating. So right then and there, that done it. That was it. No more bacon, no more desire for bacon, no more pork chops, so on and so forth. So, Yah has a way to get things across to us. And I, I realize that some people have some things wrong in their body that may prevent them from eating certain things. Um, but that's another issue. But the first issue is we have to see what the scripture says and then renew our minds to it and then seek him to change whatever it is that needs to be changed in our bodies. And sometimes our bodies are not getting and have not received the proper nourishment um, that they needed to receive and that we were polluting our bodies and the first thing that may need to take place I'm not saying it does is that we need to repent for polluting our temples with things that we were never taught were a type of a pollution that we were putting in our bodies like when we eat you know, pork and we eat shellfish, we're eating all the mercury, we're eating all the pollution that is on the earth and that is in the waters and we're putting it in our bodies and some people's bodies for a long time can handle it but then eventually it breaks down or some people even at a young age can handle it. You know, some people get uh, diabetes at a young age some of it's hereditary, but some of it is, you know, they're eating gallons and gallons of Mountain Dew and Kool-Aid and Cokes and, and chips and pizzas and, you know. Um, so anyways, we need to look at what we're doing to our bodies. And I know for some, you know, they, they will have the mindset Ain't nobody going to tell me that I can't eat or drink such and such, and I'm not trying to tell you that. I'm just trying to get you to look at what the Scripture says, and then it's, after, it's, uh, it's between you, your health, uh, your medical people, and Yahweh. And the one thing that we have to be careful of is stubbornness is idolatry and rebellion is witchcraft and um, so anyways so we see here in the in the very beginning well, is it possible that the food that was meant to nourish us and to keep us healthy all the days of our life were what is written in the very beginning. So we see here that in the beginning it was nuts, fruits, vegetables, um, so on and so forth, grains. What else am I missing? Herbs. Herbs. Can't hear you. What? What about 
Verse 24. And Elohim let the earth bring forth the soul of life according to its kind cattle, creepers, and its beasts of the earth according to its kind, and it was so. Yes, that is accurate. He created it, but it doesn't say he created it for food. He did say that he created it. He created creepers. Creepers are snakes, cockroaches, rats, mice. He created all those things, but it doesn't clarify whether or not it's food. And as you study this, Yah never introduced um, animals for food until after the flood. Previous to the flood, there is nothing that I have seen that man was eating uh, flesh of any kind. Um, you know, he created it. I agree with that, but it doesn't say that he created it for food. Same way in verse 26, he talks about the fish of the sea, the birds of heavens, the cattle. And then in 29, he goes back to telling you that he gave you plants for food. And Linda just no, said... Read I know, we just oh, read that. Verse 29. And then Linda just said that verse 29... He goes into the specifics that the plants, the veg, the veg, vegetables, herbs, um, shall be food for you. Shall be food for you. Um, and, it, and I know this is challenging because we've all been taught you need, you're supposed to eat meat. And I have discovered when Linda went on a plant-based diet, you know, I, I tried it. I was open to it, and I went days and weeks without eating any type of meat. And, you know, I found out that broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, and all of it organic, greens, um, spinach, um, um, beans, and so on and so forth, other things, carrots. Uh, apples, all that has a smaller portion of protein in it. And if you eat enough of it, and I would put um, jasmine rice, Linda would cook it up in some beans and, you know, bell peppers and tomatoes and um, cucumbers. I don't know everything else. I mean, um, put in my salad it would be sufficient. And, and you know something, as I was studying this, and as this came to me this week, and again, I'm not saying, you know, you, you can't eat meat or whatever, um, but nonetheless, I was thinking this week that how many people have blood pressure issues? And almost, you know, 80, 90% of people have blood pressure issues or at a certain point, in their age, you know, they have blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues. And the first thing that the doctor tells you to do is either reduce your meat intake, eat more fish, 
eat more vegetables, eat more nuts, eat, eat more um, greens, reduce the fat, and, then, and in some cases, they will tell you to go off it altogether. If your blood pressure is really bad, or your cholesterol levels is really bad, and eat other things, and if medical science is telling you at a certain point that you need to either reduce it or get off meat altogether, then that's telling us there's some insight that we need to look into. And if in the beginning, what Yah created for food was plants, um, fruit, vegetables, nuts, herbs, so on and so forth, then we need to examine it. And if we aren't at least open, and it's going to be kind of like the first time someone talked to you about his name, or the first time someone talked to you about obeying the commandments. Most people threw up red flags. Most people rejected it. Most people, even us, you know, we were taught that that wasn't accurate. But then when you researched it on your own and you looked at the scriptures, then you began to renew your thinking and your mind to what the scripture says. And that's what Paul says in Romans 12, that, you know, we need to renew our minds to Yah's word. And that's all this teaching is, is just to get us thinking and examining the fact whether or not the information we have concerning food is Torah-minded and is biblical. Now, I'm like anybody. I like a good hamburger once in a while. But if it's going to create issues in my body, especially the older I get, you know, I'm going to go a different way and I'm going to be willing to sacrifice a burger or a roast or whatever. Now, for me, the pork, the unclean foods that is written in Leviticus 11, that's a no-brainer. So there's no question about that. But there are some other things that, you know, it might be once in a while, you know, it's okay to eat, you know, a burger or a roast, you know, every couple weeks or something. But nonetheless, um, here, let's, let's, uh, um, I got in my notes... Uh, did we read? Yeah, we did read verse 11. Okay, let's go to Genesis 2. You know, one of the things that we've incorporated more into our food is rice, but not just white rice, not just like your Minimade rice, but We've incorporated what's it, jasmine rice? That's a white rice. Um, it's organic. Uh, organic rice. And the older I get, the more I wish I understood this at a younger age. 
if you possibly can, buy organic. Or buy certain things that are organic um, and eat as much organic as you possibly can because the chemicals that are put on our fruits and vegetables, you know, we just cannot comprehend. Same way with the meat we buy. If it's not organic, it is, it is covered and the cows eat, eat um, the chemicals that's in the grass or the vegetables or the animals that eat the vegetables or the chicken that eat whatever it is loaded with chemicals, you're putting those chemicals in your body. So in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 5 it says, And every shrub of the field was not yet on the earth, and every plant of the field had not yet sprung up. Genesis 2 verse 5. For Yahweh uh, had not yet sent rain on the earth. There was no man to till the ground. And then it says, And mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And then it says, And Yahweh Elohim formed man from the dust. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. And Yahweh Elohim planted a garden in Eden to the east. And he put the man... What is that screeching? That's kids playing next door. Wow. Um, so it says here in verse 5 that in this garden he planted um, every plant and every shrub that was not, you know, it, not, it had not yet grown up. So again, it, um, it reveals that there was a garden and it reveals that... Yah planted them. Alright? And then verse 15 it says, And Yahweh Elohim took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. So, again we see here in the beginning that Yah created the Garden herbs plants to work to work the garden to tend it. So and men it, are supposed to do the outside work. <laughs> You're supposed to get your hands dirty and don't be so chicky pie, scaredy pants, afraid of bugs. In the Bible. Oh, it's in the Bible. Alright, then it says he says eating you may eat every tree in the garden. And then he, he says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You may not eat of it. So that bears to makes me think, what was the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil? What did that tree produce? Was it a fruit? Was it a vegetable? Was it whatever? So that's just something to ponder and think about it.
But nonetheless, it says that Yahweh Elohim commanded the man saying, Eating you may eat of every tree in the garden. So, okay, that gives us something else to think about. All right, now, um, look in Genesis 6, and we know that as Adam and Eve came together, they had a couple sons, one, you know, raised animals, one raised uh, a garden. He was a tiller of the soil. And in um, verse 21, he says, you know, you can read, you can read uh, verse 18, and I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark. Again, they're preparing for the ark. And you, your sons, your wife, your sons, wives with you, you shall bring into the ark two of every kind, of every living thing, of all flesh, from the birds according to its kind, from the cattle according to its kind, from every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, two from each small shall come in to you to keep alive, not to eat, but to keep alive. And then it says in verse 21, And take for yourself all food that is eaten, and gather to yourself, and let it be for you, and let it be for you, and for them food. So in the ark, as they were preparing for the ark as Yah was about to bring judgment upon the earth, they were to bring animals of every type, creeping things, Yenny's favorite, creeping bugs of every kind that loves to creep on her. Gotta left those suckers out there. <laughs> but again, there's there's a purpose in them and they're not for food. You know, they have a purpose, they eat bugs or whatever. What? If destroyed before then, there would have been no purpose for it. Yeah. So anyways, again, it's interesting to me that Yah says that everything that they're to take on the ark, and they were on the ark, I believe it's approximately seven months from the time that they went on it, the time that the rains came. Um, I read, it, it says, if you look in chapter 7 of, verse or verse 24 of chapter 7 and mighty were the waters over the earth 150 days so we know that's close to a half a year and then there was time for the water to recede so it was approximately why do girls scream I've never understood that anything that they're doing they got to scream so irritating nonetheless so they're on the ark for about seven months and yet Yah told them to take things plants vegetables 
uh, fruit, um, grains, everything else, and that was to be their food. And when you read all through this, even when it refers to animals, it doesn't refer to them for substance, for, pro for food, for nourishment. Now, here's a line of thinking that I've come across, and that is in chapter 9, um, right at the end of chapter 8, you know, um, a bird came back and they found um, a green leaf in its mouth. So, for the plants, the fruits, the vegetables, the everything that they were used to eating in the garden, they no, no longer would be able to harvest it until a certain period of time. But in chapter 7, if you look at verse 1 and 2, he's talking about also taking every clean and seven of every clean animal, male and female. Yeah, but... It, he talked about clean food, like uh, clean animals that were able to be eaten in Leviticus. But it does not say they were for food. What it does say... clean and unclean. But it, it still... When... Yahweh mentioned about the vegetables and about grains and about nuts. He was specific and he said they were for food. When he mentions about clean and unclean animals, he doesn't specify they were for food. We can interpret that but we shouldn't go by our interpretation. Even though Leviticus, he began to allow them to eat. And again, allowing someone to do something is not the same as it being perfect for them. And just like even today, if you eat clean foods, bison, cantaloupe, um, organic beef, you will be told by your medical person at some point that you need to back off on that because it produces way too much cholesterol. Now, Yah, being the Elohim that he is, he knows the benefits and the side effects of food. He would not say something is food for you if he knows down the road it's going to produce a negative effect. And so just take that into consideration when what he said was for food for you in the beginning had nothing to do with animals, but had everything to do with a plant-based 
life. Now, in chapter 9, my understanding, the reason he probably allowed them to eat animals of any kind was because there was nothing in the earth to harvest. They had to plant it. They had to... It had to grow. And so, um, it says here in chapter 9, verse 3, it says, Every creeping thing that is alive shall be food for you. I have given you all things. And then again, notice, even as the green plant. And then it says, But you shall not eat flesh in its life, its blood. And then it says, and surely the blood of your lives I will demand. At the hand of every animal I will demand it. At the hand of man I will demand the life of man at the hand of every man's brother. So we know that Yah, if you kill a human being, Yah's going to demand um, some sort of repayment. That he's going to deal with you killing your brother like he did with Cain and Abel. But then, I never saw this till studying this, it says he's going to demand that of every animal that is killed. And so that made me think. And then it says, whoever sheds man's blood, his blood shall be shed by man. For he made man in the image of Elohim. And you, be fruitful, multiply, swarm over the earth, and multiply. So, that, you know, and a friend of ours, Anna, she made a good point when I put this on Facebook. She said that Yah created us to eat living things. Things that are alive. And I remember when I first was, was diagnosed with high blood pressure, and my cholesterol was a tad bit high, sugar was a tad bit high, my doctor said to eat live foods. Now, I didn't understand what that meant at the time. And, you know, he said, stop eating red meat. Stop eating meat if you possibly can. Stop eating um, prepackaged meat. And he said, eat live foods. Now, what our friend Anna said, and I don't know if this is accurate or not because I haven't researched it, but she said, an animal that you eat is dead. The cow meat, the chicken meat, the turkey meat, whatever, is dead. 
And she said, everything that Yah commands us to eat produces enzymes within our body. And a dead animal cannot produce enzymes in our body. And the thing that I have researched, and, you know, Linda's taught me this, is that whatever you would get from meat, you can receive on a plant-based diet. Now, granted, I, you know, hot wings, the taste, the flavor, you know, the hamburgers, the, the beef with extra seasoning, all that, the Outback style prime rib, you know, granted, all those things taste good, and those tastes cannot be reproduced in a plant-based meal. But we have to ask ourselves, are we slowly killing ourselves by the food we eat? Are we slowly putting things in our body that is going to have a negative effect on our health down the road? Now think about this. This is just a thought I had. What are the things you tend to overeat with? Hamburgers, steak, enchiladas, um, how many french fries, onion rings, tater tots. How many times do you have a desire to overeat broccoli, cauliflower, salad? It's bread, man. Yeah, again, and the bread today, the grain today is not the same as back in the day. But the things that we tend to overeat are probably the things that we shouldn't be eating in the first place. I mean, you know, chicken nuggets, um, pizzas. I remember I used to sit down and I could eat almost a whole pizza. Well, I can't do that now. But nonetheless... You've lost your edge. Yeah, I lost my edge. So, you know, something that Anna said really made sense. And then I read this. What, what is all verse 5 referring to? You know, and, you know... And I realize about the clean and unclean foods... You know, there are clean birds, there are clean fish, there are clean, you know, is that something that Yah, he never called that food, he called it clean and unclean, but he does call, quote unquote, a plant-based type of diet, food. That's what was in the beginning. Just like we went back to the beginning what, what did Yah say his name was? It wasn't Lord, it wasn't God, it wasn't Jesus, but it was Yah. It was Yahshua. In the beginning, we go back to in the beginning. So, should we do that in the same way with our foods? 
Here's a few other things. Go to the book of Daniel. And again, I'm not saying, you know, that you shouldn't eat food. These are just, I mean, eat meat. These are just things I have come to question whether I should eat meat or how often I should eat it. Um, is eating it every blue moon, two, three weeks, hamburger, you know, roast, a piece of turkey that's organic, but again, how often can you buy the, the organic stuff? And I know the first thing most people are going to say is I can't afford it. And, you know, that's again a thought that we need to purge out of our minds that if we need to be eating an organic lifestyle, then Yah's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's just going to provide it. Just like you probably thought when you first began tithing, there ain't no way. When Linda and I began tithing back in the 80s, we couldn't pay our bills then. How could giving at least 10% to the kingdom cause increase? That don't make natural sense. But the moment we began giving our tithe, our bills became current. And up to that point, we were always seven to ten days late. And, it, you know, it's the same way. If I would have learned this years ago concerning a savings account, putting $5, $10, a pay period in the bank or in a 401k, we would have more provision now. But I didn't appropriate, I didn't approach it with faith. I didn't approach it with, this is what we got to do, no questions asked. We're going to step out of faith, step out of the boat, we're going to walk on the water, and we're going to believe Yah to make a way where there seems to be no way. But anyways, you know, I have discovered that much of you know, people that have arthritis, like my back the last week or two has been real achy. And they say that much of arthritis is either hereditary or comes down from food. And so hereditary, I can do something about by believing that that generational curse is broken. And the food I can do something about and find out what food is bad for joints and that type of thing and what food is good for um, joints and in, in your body. I know broccoli, cauliflower, kale, um, and some other things are real good, which I do eat tons of that stuff. But look, but look in, in Daniel 1, and real quickly, I just want to zero in. You can read this. Um, Daniel and three Hebrew boys. 
um, Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to come into his kingdom. He changed their name to a pagan name, which was Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Those are pagan names. Um, and he wanted to feed them from the delicacies of the king's table. And what would I would picture that would be Outback, that would be Texas Roadhouse, that would be McDonald's, that would be In N Out Burger, that would be Burger King, or whatever other fast food or other food, fried foods that you really enjoy. And it says in verse 12, it says, Please test your servants ten days, and let vegetables be given to us that we may eat, and water that we may drink. And then let be seen before you our look and the look of the boys who eat the king's food, and as you see, do so with your servants. And he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. And at the end of ten days, their appearance looked better and fatter of flesh than all the boys who were eating the king's food. So basically, Daniel went on a plant-based diet. And he only drank water. He didn't drink your Cokes, your teas, your um, sodas, your uh, Kool-Aid, um, wine, alcohol. He didn't drink none of that. He drank water. And what did he eat? Being that they were from Judah, they ate what was in the beginning, vegetables, a plant-based diet. And it says here that Nebuchadnezzar recognized from their appearance that they were healthier than the people that were eating meat and other delicacies, pumpkin pie with tons of Cool Whip, cheesecake, Snickers bars, um, potato chips, um, tacos, whatever. Trying to just throw some things out there. But anyways... So, all of this word is to get us to think. Get us to examine what foods we are eating. Whether the food we are eating is producing life within our bodies. And like Anna said... Only life can produce life. Anything that is dead or that has no or very little nourishment in it can produce, it will just produce after its kind. Very little nourishment. I know of, of kids that all they eat is beef and bread and sandwiches, and potato chips, and Cokes, they, they won't eat any vegetables. And they will suffer at some point in time because of that, unless they change their line of thinking. And you and I 
we will suffer. Maybe we're suffering now. Some of the things in our body that we're dealing with, are we dealing with it because we've been putting in our bodies some things that he did not call food? So we have to ask ourselves, what does Yahweh call food? What does Yahweh call nourishment? And whatever he calls food and nourishment, then that's what we should partake of. Whatever he says is not food, we should not partake of it. I mean, I know a lot of people in the Torah movement, they don't eat anything that's not organic. They drink a lot of, they do a lot of juicing. And they don't eat um, a lot of things. I know Linda has said that through her research and even her own personal experience, many people got off of um, high blood pressure medicine. They were diabetics and they were able to get off of it by going to a total plant-based diet. Now, is it the solution for every sickness and disease? I don't know. I don't think so. But nonetheless, if it produces, and like even in Linda, her sugar levels and every lab she took the, three months ago that were abnormal after being on a total plant-based diet are now totally normal. Nothing was above normal. The only thing that's abnormal maybe could be her husband. Well, I thought that would get a chuckle. That's hey, for sure. Anyways. I second that motion. You second that motion? Okay, I thought you would. But anyways, it's something to think about. It's something that you need to take to Yah. You need to do research on, just like, you know, previous to coming into Torah, we never researched about his name. We never researched about his laws and commandments. We never researched about what the scripture says about his feast days and that they're forever. Once we personally did the research and once we saw what was written in the Torah, we then made a decision. Now some people have walked away because they did not want to pay the price. But other people have embraced it and said, this is the will of the Father. And that's all we need to do with, with food. Like, I, like last night, I had roast with mashed potatoes, with gravy, with broccoli. And I'm not saying you are to do forever away with um, meat, but it needs to be organic. It needs to be for sure clean, but I am open for Yah to tell me, do not ever 
eat meat again. I am open for him to say that. Where months ago, I wasn't. I'd have it once in a while. Now I've done away with like, you know, uh, turkey meat and chicken meat, you know, that you put on your sandwiches. Processed meat. Processed meat. I've done away with that. That stuff don't, don't go through me. But nonetheless, you have to grow at your pace. You have to examine yourself and we have to remove all the excuses and the reasons that we come up with certain things and we have to take it to Yah. We have been told by medical science, you know, like I was told you have to eat a low carb diet. Linda has found out that on the diet she's on, it's not a diet. It, it, it's, it's a, she eats a lot of potatoes where we were taught that potatoes was a bad thing. Certain fruit that produced high uh, sugar levels was a bad thing, so I eliminated them. So, you know, we have to go through that. Uh, we have to examine it. We have to look at it. We have to allow Yah to minister to us. So, um, my time's running out on our podcast, so let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for what the scripture says about the food that we are to eat. And Yahweh, we just ask you to teach us what thus saith Yahweh. We ask you to show us what we are to eat and what we are not to eat. What we are to produce in our body and what food produces life and what food does not produce life. And Father, we renounce everything that we have put in our bodies that is not of you. We ask you to forgive us. We ask you to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we ask you to show us what we should eat and not eat. And we thank you for it. In Yeshua's name we pray.